Hello, I'm Alistair, and this is a Scene From Above Summer Special Snapshot. It's going to be a little bit different, as it's just going to be me for this episode. Hopefully I can update you on a couple of things, and get a few things off my mind. Okay, first up is a conference announcement. Uh, this is the RSPSOC, Remote Sensing and Photogrammetry Society, Virtual Conference 2020. This is going to be held on Thursday, the 3rd of September 2020, online, as many things are this year. And if you go to rspsoc.org.uk, you'll be able to find out all the details. Next up, I just want to give a quick update on the Scene From Above podcast itself, just to let you know that even though things have been a little different in terms of our release schedule this summer, uh, we plan to be back on track uh, beginning of September. Andrew and I are looking forward to completing Season 8 and uh, getting through to Christmas and our Christmas special, and then continuing the podcast through into 2021. Okay, so I want to let you know about a competition that has been run by GeoLDN. Uh, so Geo is the Group on Earth Observations, and LDN stands for Land Degradation Neutrality. If you go to geo-ldn.org, you'll see a big button in the top right-hand corner that says Competition. Click on that, and you'll get all the details that you need. But basically, this is an international technology innovation competition that is set up to support more transparent and well-informed land use decisions at the local and national level. So the idea here is to come together as a collaborative team and have a go at solving some of the problems that are mentioned in the briefing on that page. Proposals are due in by August 31st, so you have to get your team together and your ideas together fairly quickly. But it looks like a really cool competition and one that if you're in this sort of land cover, land cover change, land use, land degradation area, I would seriously recommend recommend that you have a look at. Anyway, as I say, check out that webpage, geo-ldn.org, for all the details on that. Planet also have some news. They have released a brand new ordering experience, apparently, uh, which means that you can download more Planet imagery simultaneously, uh, receive the data that you need, and get it delivered directly into your cloud platform. Specifically, what the new Orders API is doing is allowing you to activate and download up to 500 images with a single API call, which sounds awesome. Select the destination that you want in terms of your, your cloud provider. So that could be Amazon, Microsoft, or Google, so the, the main three players. And also to uh, get uh, improved notifications when the order is complete. Go over to uh, Planet and check out that as well. Finally, for the news update, I just want to say happy birthday! This is for Google Earth and also the Very Spatial podcast, both of which are 15 years old, which is absolutely amazing. So I remember when Google Earth first came out and the number of people that came up to me and were sort of raving about it. So people not involved in geospatial raving about it, the fact they could zoom in, move around the world. It's really intuitive and it gives you loads of data. And obviously over time as well, you've got time series of information in there. It has been an absolutely massive game changer in my opinion. So happy birthday to uh, Google Earth. And then also the Very Spatial Podcast. So the Very Spatial Podcast, if you don't know it, you should really check it out. Uh, Veryspatial.com is the website for that. And if you have a look on the front page of their website, you can see episode 646, 646, which is their 15 years anniversary podcast. And again, have a scroll through it and see some of the things that they've talked about over the 
15 years that they've been running. I've probably been following them for about 10 years and listening to most of the um, shows over that period. And there have been some absolutely great ones. So they, they cover a variety of topics from GIS to location awareness to earth observation to augmented reality, virtual reality, 3D, all of that sort of stuff. So it's really interesting, lots of different topics and well worth checking out. So happy birthday to them as well. Right, I'm just going to take a few minutes now to talk about a couple of things that have been on my mind recently. To give you a little bit of context, this sort of comes out of the tweet that Joe Morrison, at Mouth of Morrison on Twitter, put out recently that was talking about the fact that he thinks the satellite imagery industry isn't living up to its potential. Uh, so he put a post on medium.com called The Commercial Satellite Imagery Business Model is Broken. It's a really interesting post and there's a whole host of really interesting discussion points that are made in the response to that tweet. So head on over to Joe's Twitter feed and have a look at that. Also as a bit of context, many of us will probably have seen on social media an image where there's a couple of people on a beach and they're looking at a series of waves that are coming towards them. And these waves get ever larger. But it starts off with COVID-19 as the first wave. uh, And then usually it's sort of economic downturn or recession as the second wave. If you're in the UK, unfortunately, you also have Brexit as a third wave. Uh, And then climate change is sort of the largest wave that's going to hit. And the idea behind this cartoon is basically to say that there's a whole host of things that are coming, but actually we're concentrating on COVID-19, which we absolutely need to, but that all of these other waves are going to hit and they're going to hit potentially harder. So that's the sort of context for what I'm about to say. What I really want to put forward here, I guess, is really the idea that uh, we need to be very careful about our use of language and the words that we're using at the moment and also we need to be realistic about the types of things that can happen. So at the moment in the UK, particularly on social media, there's been a lot of talk about the need for innovation and growth and by growth they mean financial growth. And I totally understand how this is required. It really pushes forward a sector like the earth observation sector and gets more and more ideas out there. However, I'm a little reticent about this constant push uh, of these two words of innovation and growth. And I think that really we need to celebrate those who are out there just doing things well. So there are organizations, there are uh, companies, there are individuals who are putting out services, putting out products, and they are working incredibly hard in order to make sure that those are high quality and they're delivered on time and that they do exactly what the client requires of them. And yet, it seems to me, particularly in this country, maybe elsewhere, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I, d- I don't know enough about what's happening in other countries to know whether this is true, but uh, it seems that we are absolutely focused on this word innovation all the time. Now, it might be that these organizations, individuals, companies are innovating quietly in the background, incrementally changing their products and services. But the, this banging of the drum, this loud shouting all the time, I think, isn't always helpful. And that actually, like I say, particularly at the moment with all of the things that are happening in the world and all of the things potentially that are going to happen, we really need to celebrate those in the industry who are just getting things done, but getting them done really well. So linked to this concept of watching our use of language, I want to just quickly touch on a couple of other words. So these are value and need, and these are talked about quite frequently as well in various different arenas around the earth observation sector. And I guess it comes down to the fact that we need to really understand where is the value in the work that is being done. But I guess we need to look at 
Is it adding value or is it subtracting value from systems that are already there? Again, this is not something that I've looked into deeply, but if you put up newer systems, does that then mean that there's a a, a drop-off in terms of people using the older systems? Does it come down to the need of the client and the customer? So this links back in some ways to some of the comments that were made or some of the points that were made in the tweet from Joe Morrison. And it's about the fact that maybe with all these large archives that are available from from some of the data collectors that are out there, these archives could be made openly available or certainly easily available, and that that might generate new ideas. Now, I I fully understand that that then comes back to this notion of innovation. So I'm I'm not saying that we shouldn't be using these words. I'm just saying that we need to be careful about when and how we use them. Finally, then, I just want to bring up two words, competition and collaboration. Now, personally, I think that it makes so much more sense to be collaborative and we really have an opportunity in the earth observation sector at the moment with all of these things coming these challenges actually create really good opportunities for us we need to really push those areas where earth observation can make a big difference and there are areas where we can make a huge difference in terms of the data and the information and ultimately the knowledge that we can extract from the imagery and that we can deliver now by doing that I think it makes more sense, rather than for everyone to be competing, that actually collaborative networks should be a way of working. You can look at the discussion that's currently being had in terms of climate change and things around the the Green New Deals. There is a real hunger for new ways of doing business. Now, if you have collaborative networks that include funders and clients and data providers and data analysts and uh, people who you haven't even thought about who might benefit from the information from a Earth observation data set, then I think you start to create some really interesting new potential models uh, of how business can be done. I think one of the things I really want to see the, the sector do more, and I know it is being done, and it's great that it is being done, but what I want to see the sector do more is get these global networks, and not just of big companies, but these global networks of individuals and smaller companies coming together from all sorts of different backgrounds, different cultures, different countries, and being able to have a roughly equal platform in terms of bidding for some of the work or maybe delivering on that work. Going back to the post that was made by Joe Morrison, the industry itself is still, even though it's been around for quite some time, because of the way it's changing at the moment, is still at a relatively young stage. And so there's lots of opportunities for things to change. Now, one of the things that I'd be really interested in, in terms of collaboration and networking and things like that, is whether or not the scene from above podcasters had a role in bringing people together. So what I mean by this is through our Twitter account, or maybe just sort of off the cuff conversations that you've had before we all got put into lockdown and weren't able to meet up. Have you been able to find new people that you can work with or that you you network with? Or you know, have you heard about something on the podcast and then that's made you contact someone and you've created new relationships with them? It'd be really cool just to find out whether or not things that we talk about in the news and the amazing people that we talk to and interview, whether or not this actually drives a, a sort of like a, a mini microcosm ecosystem, whatever you want to call it, in the background uh, where people are networking away from the actual podcast itself. So with that in mind, I just want to say thank you very much um, for everybody who listens. Andrew and I really appreciate your support. It's been absolutely amazing. Please do keep listening to the podcast and tell your friends if you think that they would enjoy it as well. And please, please, everybody just stay safe as well in these incredibly random and challenging times. 
See you back in September for a reboot of season eight. Cheers. Music is Cracker Jacks and Tin Whistles by Ocean Heights and is licensed under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons license. Available on freemusicarchive.org.